What's up, Kingsters? This is Kristen. And Jamie. We're here to fill all your holes. Oh my god, I'm so special today. Um, <laughs> so let's jump into this. It's okay, I forgot to say kinkyistics. That's alright, alright. So the holidays have clearly affected both our brains. Clearly. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Today's the first day of Yule. It's also... Um, the blah, cat. Yeah, four days until before, Christmas. Until Christmas. Um, well, and is, we're in Hanukkah, I think. I think so. I think we are. Are we all? Are we also on Kwanzaa? I don't know. Okay. I, I can't tell you dates. Of Kwanzaa. I know there's like hey, so many holidays in Christmas or in. Um, when is Hanukkah in 2021? Hanukkah started the evening of November 28th, 2021. And ended the evening of December sixth, two thousand twenty-one. Oh, so oh, so well. If Hanukkah's you over, right? So if you celebrated Hanukkah, I hope you had a lovely holiday. <laughs> I, I knew that there was a bunch of holidays in December. There's I just like don't know twenty-four when holidays that go from Thanksgiving to the Chinese New Year in like mid-January. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's in February. Sometimes it's in February. Like, there's just a lot of holidays at this time of year. Right. Across the world and across different cultures, and I enjoy it. Yeah, and that's why I say happy holidays. I also enjoy the dirty looks that I get from living here in the Midwest when I say happy holidays, and I'm wearing my very Christmas sweater in a very Christian area. <laughs> I got at least three on Sunday after church. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> if you said happy holidays in uh -huh. church, I'm sure you oh, got dirty looks. Not in my church. Okay. This is, like, my church, if you said happy holidays, no one would care. You know, I think we still have, like, two atheists that are, like, official members huh. of our church. We, we're weird. We're, like, a weird bunch. Clearly, I go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it was afterwards, I went to the grocery store. And I stopped at another place just doing like little errands because I didn't have the child. And my husband was at home and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get this done and over with. And sure enough, happy holidays. Wearing my bright Christmas sweater. And this old man's like, oh, really? After he said Merry Christmas to me. Mm. And I was just like, yeah. Happy holidays. Yay. <laughs> See, I say it. Partially because it's more inclusive, but yeah. also because I don't celebrate Christmas. I mean, my family does and my boyfriend's family do. So it's kind of this weird thing where I celebrate Christmas, but I really don't. You celebrate in the tradition of giving gifts to each other out of love and thankfulness for one another. Right. But you don't like celebrate the birth of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't know. Our pastor gave a lovely, lovely uh, sermon on all the different pagan parts that go into what we believe, like, into what Christians well, believe is the true Christmas. When Jesus was born, it wasn't even... We don't know when he was born! It was in, like, the middle of summer. Or at least it's believed it was yeah, sometime right in the Right now, of the best guess is sometime in June. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. But no one knows for sure when he was born. The reason that Christmas is in December is because they were trying to get rid of all of the pagan traditions. And so that's why they stole all of the pagan traditions and they tried to turn it into yeah. the Christian holiday. Yeah. I don't care. Either way. I think decorating a tree is fun. Yeah. I like giving gifts to people. I yeah. like making them happy. You know? Yeah. And do I believe that Jesus died for our sins? Fuck no. 
Jesus was, you know, a, like, it's, it's weird coming from a Christian. I believe Jesus was the son of God. And he was sent here to save us by setting an example of how we should treat each other with peace and love and, you know. But you don't believe in I don't believe the Easter. crucifixion. Yeah, the Easter's, eh. Hmm. I mean, I have fun with the kids, don't get me wrong, with the Easter egg hunts and stuff right. like that. But... See, and that's Ostara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like Again, Black Friday. taking pagan traditions. <laughs> black Friday is kind of fun. Like we dress up all in, all in black, which is always fun for me because that's my entire wardrobe. And then, <laughs> you know, we have some fun, cool services on Friday and Easter, but no. I hmm. Like Easter for me is not a holiday. Like in my brain, which is weird because you're Christian, right? Yeah. Whereas Pentecost, I actually take Pentecost more seriously, and that was that's the holiday where we celebrate um, God spreading the Holy Spirit throughout um, the land. Hmm. I forget the story exactly, but you know, like all of the people all could understand each other for a split second as they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's just that sharing of love. That God hmm. is in my brain, that I find Pentecost is more important than Easter. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, you know, but I also think Buddha could have been filled with the spirit of God. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about Buddhist culture to be like for sure. But I don't know. I don't have any answers about religion and I, that's probably why i like the holidays so much is because i get to learn about things like that yeah and bake cookies yes baking cookies is fun <laughs> i'm supposed to help mom with that on thursday i think yeah not christmas eve the day before christmas Eve. that would be thursday okay. yes yeah because i'm baking cookies wednesday and thursday because mm. i have to bake for josh's family and my family and we're talking like 10 eight dozen cookie gluten-free cookies and a batch of gluten-free brownies. Mm. I have probably $50 worth of flour in my freezer right now. Jeez. Yeah. But also, we're talking gluten-free flour. Yes. So, so it's not like you're... Th oh, my God. That's an entire... That's like maybe... Since I buy King Arthur, that's like three bags. Yeah. Yeah. That's expensive stuff. It is. But it's the best pre-made It mix. is. I mean, your mom's homemade mix is the best I've ever had. But if you're talking pre-mix from the store where you don't have to do anything. Right. King Arthur's the best. Right. Um, I think she has a different brand that she likes. It's, it's not King Arthur. It's something else. So it's kind of funny how she has a different favorite. I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. But it's good. It is good. Um, we read The Darkest Night. By Gina Showalter. That's a good point. We did read. We did read something this week, guys. It was incredibly difficult for me, too, because I'm still off my meds. And it was not. Oh, it, it was not it, having it. I sat down right at holding. Like, I think I, in seven hours, I had the whole thing done. Jeez. I, I had to read it throughout several days. I read the last six chapters, I think, this morning. Um, I read most of it yesterday. But before then, it was little bits every day because, like, I could not focus, like, at all. And it was just, it was infuriating. It was, seriously, it was so infuriating. Because I was like, I can't read. Why can't I read? 
Yeah. And you're like, I just want to read. And then you're like beating your head against the wall. I've been kind of that way with video games. Mm. I'm like, I want to get into The Witcher 3 because The Witcher's new season just dropped. And I've uh-huh. already binged that whole thing. And so I was like, <laughs> I want more Witcher in my life. And I'm like, I can go play the game again. I was good. And I'm like, that's 300 hours of content. Do I really want to get into 300 hours of content? No. So what do I do? I go and I play Skyrim for like because three it's... hours a similar feel it is but it's also an endless game Kristen. it is there's an endless amount of quests and i beaten the major storyline and that's 100 hours just to level up and get to that point like you're talking like 50 to 100 hours i mean if you do a speed through 50 minimum but like if you're doing it decently you're talking 100 because you're doing other quests along the way, and right, each of the nobody dormant... just goes through the main quest, right? No, you can't. No, you can't. Like if you can, it's like twenty-five to fifty hours, and you are struggling and dying a lot in that game. Yeah, because yeah. you have to level up and all that stuff in order yes. to. Yeah. Yes, because all the one at the end is like a bitch if you're not leveled up. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we need to focus. <laughs> Which clearly is not our friends today. <laughs> that word is not in our vocabulary. What you know, word is in our vocabulary? Oh, oh, I got this one, Kristen. Odaxolania. One more time. Odaxolania. Odaxolania. Yes, I can't say that word. Okay. So you have the definition too, don't you? Or did you get out of it? I, I can find it real quick. It's a mild form, uh, or it's considered a mild form of sadomasochism, and it's the fetish for biting. Yes, or being bitten. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of that in this book. Yes. Like, she chews on her lower lip whenever she's nervous. Um, he bit her lip and drew blood at one point. He decided he wanted to mark her, and he bit her neck, and it drew blood because he is possessed by the demon of violence. I was wondering when you were going to get there. It's like, yeah, he just like, you know, likes to beat up his girlfriend with his teeth. Not really. It's no. just kind of who he is. But and even the demons fallen in love with her by the end. So Yes. All well, right. and she begged for more. She liked it. She wanted it. She did. So let me read the back for you. Okay. Because okay, I have the paperback cover copy that you can get off Amazon. Um, this is the first one in the series. It says... His powers, inhuman. His passion, beyond mortal. All her life, Ashlyn Dara has been tormented by voices from the past. To end the nightmare, she has come to Budapest seeking help from men rumored to have supernatural abilities. Not knowing she'll be swept into the arms of Maddox, their most dangerous member. A man trapped in the hell of his own. Neither can resist the instant hunger that calms their torments and ignites an irresistible passion. But every heated touch and burning kiss will edge them closer to destruction. And a soul-shattering test of love. Don't miss this incredible paranormal series from Gina Showalter. Yeah, The Lord to the Underworld. Just the way you read that. (laughs) I felt like the way they wrote it, it should be read that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you read it when you read it in your head. Yes. Yes. I don't have a filter, Kristen. So if it pops up here, it comes out 
the other end. <laughs> but yes. So. I really enjoyed it. I, um, when I was having trouble reading, I went and I tried to find a plot summary um, and I found a really good one on Goodreads. And this woman hated this book with a fiery passion. <laughs> she hated it. But she gave like the best summary ever? Yeah. That's awesome. I want to meet her now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that could like hate something so much but be so knowledgeable about it. Clearly... Because she read the book. So she was yeah. explaining all the reasons why she hated it. Yes. She was like, I wanted to love it so bad, but Gina Showalter, you made it so hard. And then she explained all the reasons why she hated it. I can kind of feel her way. Like, I I was into it, and I was like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. I'm really excited. And then at the end, I was just like... The end just kind of fizzles. Yes. And I was just like... Mm-hmm. And I understand it's a series, but I felt like the end needed more. A hundred percent it needed something like like maybe not making Danica safe. So, you know, he has to go chasing after her because on top of uh Well, they don't know where she is at the end. They don't know where Danica is. She just left. Yeah, she left. I'm saying she ran off. But if she had just ended it a little bit earlier than that with Danica like they hadn't found Danica at any point towards the end Mm. you know and they still had to search for her that might have made it a little bit more like oh my goodness I want to read the next one right whereas this one is just like it's like eh that was the end okay yeah that was a good book I guess Reese is next and with pain like with pain yeah you know and he's clearly going to be after Danica right cool okay we've got that but what I thought None of them were supposed to be, like, normal humans. Right. Ashlyn isn't a normal human. She hears voices. So then what's Danica's thing? Right. Well, she is clearly part of the Greek pantheon somehow because... Okay, we're skipping to the end here, guys. All right. (laughs) Clearly, we knew going into this romance that Ashlyn and Maddox were going to end up hooking up. They did. They fell in love. Great. Awesome. They right. got kidnapped. Some shit happened. There wasn't happened. a lot of sex in this book. There was not a lot of sex. There was a lot of action. There was. And some of it was unnecessary and you're like, what the fuck are they doing this? This seems pointless. Other than did- When they introduced doubt, that which seemed like out of nowhere. Yes. Like out of left field. Right? But then like as you got further into the book, you were like, oh, they had to introduce him because this, 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 this had to happen. But it seemed out of out of place. Yes. When they introduced him. They could have done it better. Yes. I say they. She could have done it better. Well, if you're including her editor, they could have done it better. <laughs> it depends on how much the editor's working. Right. Um. But yes, yes. Like, I... It was a good book. It just, it wasn't like... It wasn't as satisfying and, like, I want to go read the other ones the way, like, Desperate Measures was. Right. It was, okay, well, that happened. It doesn't feel like this can be a standalone book. It It just kind of alludes to the other ones. Right. Whereas this one is just like basically setting them up for everything. Right. Like where Dark Lover, she sets, um, J.R. Ward also sets like up the Brotherhood and you're introduced to the guys without feeling like, oh, this is 
all to set up a huge series that's going to go on forever, you know, because it was written in like 2005. You kind of get that feel with this one because of the way it introduces everyone. And a lot of it was exposition, which I think is part of the reason why I had a hard time reading it. Yes. Because there was a lot of introduction and a lot of exposition, even like halfway through the book, they were still introducing people like that's when they introduced Sabine, which is doubt. And it was just hard to read. Right. Like, you knew they were coming, but, I mean, she could have left that alone and just not had them in there right. at all. Like, they they could like... have just been a surprise, and they could have just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. I think that would have been better than having a chapter all on him. Right. I don't know who that is, but we're going to ignore Doubt. It. Sorry. No, I was thinking about the person in the background that's walking around. Oh, um, it's the maintenance. Oh, okay. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. Yes, I know who Sabine and Doubt is, okay. and I know that whole section. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. No, but, like, even Danica's grandmother. Like, do we really need to, like, have her grandmother, her mother, and, and her, her sister, sister, like, with her when she's in Budapest and they're, you know, like, Grieving over their grandfather that they just lost, but she's an artist. How the fuck did she pay for her trip from L.A. to Buda- like Budapest? Who, Who paid for it? Like, none of that made sense. Danica's character did not make any sense. Like, There's a lot of this book that didn't make any sense, and it was actually honestly a little bit disappointing. Yes. Like, I still enjoyed it, and I still really like the series, but I feel like... Rereading um, the first one made you, like let down a little bit a little bit because it gets better later on okay so we need to go and like read um like doubt's book book. doubt's book was the first one that i read and i absolutely loved that one that one was like one of the books that made me fall in love with this kind of book okay so we will go and we're going to (laughs) we don't have to read that one um this was a teenager reading it mind you so that always clouds things but that's okay but I feel like she has better ones further along the line. Okay. Well, then that's what I'm setting sometime in the next six months. We are going to come <laughs> back to her. And hopefully not only has her storytelling gotten better, but there's better sex. Yeah, it was kind of lackluster. Yes. I mean, I understand that Ashlyn was a virgin, but I feel like that's kind of a theme in a lot of these. Oh, yes, it is. In fact, I wrote a whole paper on it, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> No, I did write um, a paper for feminist theory on romantic novels because Jasmine was also a virgin. Yes, and you know, then she sucked pussy really well, but like you don't your first time, kind of right. like in here, she did gave a blowjob really well. Yeah, and she says it's because she's read it in excruciating detail and she's watched stuff and she, you know, but still, it's no. One there's thing- a difference between knowing how to do it and doing it right. Because, like, it's you practicing your breasts, you know, right. especially when you're shoving a giant dick down your throat. Right. Like, and they talked about him being huge. Yeah, of course he's huge. Kristen, like, he it's, has it's, to be. It's a naughty romance novel. It's a naughty romance novel. He's about... got to be jacked and he's got to be big. Yes. Yes, he does, Kristen. Otherwise, he, like, you don't read about people like my husband who are short and bald and fuzzy. You know? And I'm sure there is one somewhere. I'm sure there is too, but they're not like in the bestsellers no, they're portion not. because most women are like, oh my goodness, I, I live with that. I don't want to read about that. Right. They want to read about the unattainable. 
Yes, the fantasy. Yep. Yeah. Though I would like at least one of these guys to have a fucking fuzzy chest. One, Kristen, and I don't think so. I know. I I already know, Kristen. I have been trying to find that elusive unicorn of romance novels. Because the man- uh, you think you want a man that's you know marble chested, but like with hair, right? Why can't you have a man and not like a boy with muscle, right? To me, because there's something about the hair. It's very comforting and it's soft and it's nice yes. to lay your head on. I enjoy chest hair a lot, and I didn't before my current boyfriend. I I thought I didn't like it. I liked that my ex was basically bare chested with like a few little blips in the center because you know I grew up with him. I mean, we were together since we were like seventeen. So right. I mean, no, trust me, ladies. If you find a man with chest hair, keep him. Okay, prime example, Witcher. Let's go back to that for a little bit, okay? He's got chest Henry hair. Henry Cavill, covered yeah. in chest hair. Joey Bateman. Joey, is that his last name? I don't know who you're talking about. Yaskier. Yaskier from the Witcher series. He's Irish. I need his last name. Beatty. Beatty. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Joey Beatty. That man is fuzzy. Like... Fuzzier than Henry Cavill. Jacked, just like Henry Cavill, if you watch the new season, which you should. I'm going to. Okay. I um, never actually finished the first one, so now I need to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> um, Karen said that he watched the recap, and he didn't remember a lot of it, so he's rewatching the first season, and then he's going to watch the second season. So, yeah. I watched the recap and remembered everything, but I've watched the first season seven times yeah. in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But no, I have a problem. You need to find somebody that's yeah, jacked with chest hair. Or maybe not necessarily jacked, but I mean muscle's nice, but yeah. Chest hair is what you need. Yes. In your life, ladies. It's like a warm blankie. It is. It's very comforting. And you run your fingers through it. Yeah. And it's like relaxing. It is. And I it like to draw your it. face. Yeah. Yeah, ladies, and that is missing from every fucking romance book. It is. I can never find a romance novel with and someone like, with chest hair. It's not natural. It's not. It really isn't. Because like Unless most... like all these men wax or something. Right. And I'm just saying not every guy has chest hair. Clearly, your ex didn't have chest hair. Right. And, you know, like sometimes men wax. But there should be a portion of romance novels that have men with chest hair. Right. Yes. Yes, they should. And I've seen several that, you know, they talk about, you know, the big rancher or the cowboy or this or that. And it's like, okay, well, he should have chest hair. He should. Yeah. If you're talking about a big bear type guy, they should have chest hair. They should. Especially shifters. I find this weird. A lot of the shifters in, like, paranormal romance. You mean, like, shapeshifters? Yeah, like the ones that, you know, like werewolves and okay. They're they're called shifters, okay? There's an entire thing they shift from human form to another animal form, specific it's yeah, usually a specific you. animal. Anyway, none of them have fucking hair. They should. They should. Thank you. If you turn into a fucking bear, you should have chest hair. If you turn into a wolf, you should have chest hair. Right, it makes sense. If you turn into a dolphin, then maybe you shouldn't have chest hair. 
I've never read one with a dolphin. They're always like a gorilla or, you know, these That's big muscular. You want the big muscular burly men. Yes. You don't want, oh, I'm a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dolphins are badass. They really are. They are. They rape people. They run around in little mafias together. They, and they dolphins harass. Can Yes, they harass and kill sharks for fun. Yeah. Dolphins are like super, super human like. They are. And very violent, but also very cute and loving. They depending are. on the person in the dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Because that also, and that tells you they have a lot going on upstairs. They might not have opposable thumbs like us, but they are highly intelligent. They're very intelligent beings. I would like to know a dolphin. And you know what would be crazy is if there was a shifter in one of these paranormal romances that turned into a dolphin. Because I mean, they have mermaids and mermen. Why not a dolphin? Right. Oh, my goodness. I was going through uh, Pinterest, TikTok, something. Social media. We'll go with that. (laughs) And I just look there like a little creeper reading things. I don't really interact with stuff. Don't comment or anything. Occasionally I do. Very rarely. But um, I found this one that was talking about ideas for shifters. And this one had suggested, like, a river shifter. Hmm. Like, with instead of having a mermaid tail, they had, like, a poisonous newt tail. Or, hmm. like, a... Um, what are they called? Salamander? No. Like, catfish. Or, like, the... Uh, gars that's what i was thinking about Ah. like a gar tail or something you know like just some crazy different tails that you could play with from these creatures that live in the river Hmm. and like once a month they come out and they have human legs yeah yeah i think that would be fun i think that would be fun too i should write that i should write something (laughs) i don't know it's been a while since you've written anything for fun it has been, but that's because all I do is write things for not fun times, Kristen. Yeah, I know. But you've got a little bit of time right now. I do. Although you're also knitting and what el- whatever else. Yeah. No, I think maybe after Christmas I'll write something. Even if it's shit. Because <laughs> that'll get the rust off. <laughs> yeah. Writing is something you have to do every day. And build skill and stuff and... I just have not been dedicating to the craft as much as I should be because of school. Yeah. But I am kind of sucks. But you're learning a lot. I am learning a lot about the craft as well as like so I decided to go with a minor in women, genders and sexuality studies, hmm. which, you know, is what I talk about. <laughs> right. I know you changed your minor a few different times. I so. did. Once I figured out I couldn't have a French minor or I couldn't double French minor with this, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with this. I'm already, like, working on it. I might as well just dedicate it to it. That's cool. So, but um, it's kind of fun because I come at it with this, like, writer's mind of where do, like, what are we missing in, like, pop culture and, like, hmm. you know? Yeah. Especially if you think about it. Most, like you said, you got exposed to Gina Showalter as a teenager. This book is not feminist at all. No. (laughs) Like, we are teaching our little girls, like, go after your prince, you know? Don't. Well, and this book really did 
go after your prince. I mean, they talked about fairy tales and she sacrificed her own life for this man. Literally. Literally. Like and she died. I mean, great if you love somebody, but not within the first week of knowing them. Right. Or the first month of knowing them. I might do that for my husband of like, you know, 13 years. I might right. do it now. But she had known this man less than a week and she was like, okay, I'm going to make the ultimate saf- sacrifice. I'm going to. Yes. Die. And that's what we're teaching our little girls. Right. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> so she made the ultimate sacrifice. And then this, we don't even know what she is. Is she like Ashlyn assumed she was, she was a goddess, but. My guess is she is the reincarnation of mistrust. The guy that died. Mm. Um, she did say that she was the daughter of a goddess or the daughter of a god or something like that. Yeah. So she's part god? I she's don't, a demigod? I don't know. I don't know. But she has but the power a, to rewind time. So that's, she, that's how Ashley gets back. Yeah. That's Aaron or something? Anya. Anya. Yeah. Yeah. Not Ashlyn, who's the main character. Right. The one that hears the voices. Right. I think she's like the... I think she is the reincarnation of mistrust. The guy that died, which fractured them and created... You know, they he was killed by hunters back in Greece, like, thousands of years ago. And huh. You, you, okay, you clearly don't remember this part of the book. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, there is a big thing with the with the hunters back in Greece, and Ashlyn uh, was like Ashlyn wasn't even born or thought of yet, and one of the guys died, and his name was Mistrust, and so like now Ashlyn has like all like hears all these voices and secrets and stuff, and it kind of reminds me of his powers, like maybe he got those powers got passed on hmm. like the demon like right follows bloodlines or something or goes to different people maybe maybe because it sounds a lot like that that's all she hears every conversation that has ever been spoken in a room yeah but she doesn't hear the lords of the underworld for some reason we don't know why yeah ignore my cat her dad just got home so it's <laughs> mow 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 but anyway so back to the whole idea of writing and the fact that this book is not feminist at all and most i would say like 95 percent of the books we read right are not feminist and that's a problem i feel like desperate measures may have been a little bit just because jasmine was a badass at the end right and she said i don't really care what you do jafar i hope you join me and work for me right but i'm gonna do this because this is me and for my this is my dad's yeah thing so i'm going i'm gonna reclaim my power from my dad i'm gonna run this bitch and i'm gonna be powerful and you can fuck off or you can continue to have sex with me and help me run it right Whatever you like to do, Jafar. Right. And that was really cool. Yes. I really enjoyed that. But like you said, 90% of romance novels aren't going to be like that. No. No. And that's a problem. And we're teaching, you know, young girls this. Well, not young girls. It depends on whatever you do. It depends on when you. Yeah. Because like when you're introduced to it. Yeah. Like I think they're technically you're not supposed to buy them unless you're 18. I don't think it actually has. Books are like that. No. 
there's manga that's that way. Plus, then again, those are drawn. Yes, those are drawn, but written books, there's no age limit. You can go in and buy a, a romance novel at any age. Yeah, this doesn't say anything about it. Like, you know, it's a Harlequin. But that's about it. Yep. Which, if it's a Harlequin, you probably know what it is. Yes. Harlequins <laughs> are known for being naughty romance novels. And that's not even, like, the naughty... Like, I have a it lot really naughtier books from Harlequin on my shelf over there. Yeah. Hiding. Yeah. But, no. It was a nonsense... Like, a lot of the story did not make sense. No. It taught little girls bad things. I hope she just got better. So I'm really excited. Now I want to go and if you want to read Distrust, I kind of want to read Death. I kind of liked his character. We can read Death. Okay. I don't know how far along in the series it is. We can look that up. We do. We have phones. We could do this. <laughs> <laughs> I do think um, Torin's story would be really good because he's diseased so he's not allowed to touch anybody. Oh, yeah. I already solved that, though. You get a girl that just regenerates health-wise. That's not an un- like a fucking Wolverine. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, Doubt um, falls in love with a harpy. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, the newest one. The Warlord. I don't know if that's actually part of it. I know. I'm looking for the darkest something, right? Yeah. Darkest night was 2008. What is the darkest kiss in 2000? Oh, that's Anya, goddess of anarchy. Okay. That's what she's doing. She has never known pleasure until Lucian, the incarnation of death... Oh my goodness, we should not go to death because, you know, he's already hooking up with Anya, which clearly did not take a genius to figure that out from that book. Yeah. Yeah. Draws her in like no other. When the merciless lord of the underworld is ordered by the gods to claim Anya himself, their uncontrollable attraction becomes an anguished pursuit. And that was written in 2000. And then the next one that came is this one. And this one was in 2008. So. And then there was the darkest pleasure. And then the darkest whisper. And the darkest passion. I think darkest whisper is the one that I read. Okay. When is the darkest king? This one's 2020. Oh my. To become king of the underworld at long last, William must resist an irresistible beauty or a curse will ensue him, ensure his end. A merciless prince, feared by all, cursed by a vengeful witch, William of the Dark will die if he ever falls in love, murdered by the woman who stole, steals his heart. So that's that one. Yeah. I don't know if we want to read one that's been that was written in 2020 because there's been so much stuff that has happened since then. Yes, I don't think so either. I'm kind of going back a little bit. What about 2010? That's kind of like the halfway point between yeah. like death and now, because we have the darkest lie, which is Gideon, um, the guy lie 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I know who Gideon is. Forced to his knees in agony whenever he speaks the truth, Gideon can recognize any lie until he captures Scarlet, a demon-possessed immortal who claims to be his long-lost wife. He doesn't remember the beautiful female, much less the wedding or betting her. Yeah. I don't know. They also she also has an anthology, so Yeah. Yeah. I know the Lords of the Underworld is a pretty big series. It is. So, while we're talking books, what do we want to read for January? Um you said a J.R. Ward one earlier that I didn't recognize. Dark Lover? Yeah, that one. The first one? And the series? Is that the first one in the series? It is. It's Beth and uh, Rass book. Oh, okay. Which one did we read? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Have we read one yet? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. We should probably write this down. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on the podcast. Oh, it is. Yeah. You know. It would be helpful if somebody told us what to read. <laughs> that would be helpful. To, like, think about things. Um. No, I know we've read Diane Duvall. Right. Because I love the Immortal Guardian series. You know what we could read is a Chloe Neal book. It's a vampire book. Hmm. It's kind of unique and fun. Um, we could read the Chicagoland series. Okay. Not. Well, okay. I have the first nine books. Kind of fell off after that because I suck. Mostly I just forgot because there was like a hiccup i don't know we could read one of those i know we haven't read that um we could go find something fun like tentacle porn too yeah because tentacle porn's fun (laughs) i'm curious about it i'm sure there's a lot of tentacle porn out there there is probably oh my goodness i just realized on my bookshelf i put one of my smart person books down with my romance novels and it now looks like it's a romance novel called Injustices. <laughs> it's actually a book about Supreme Court cases. <laughs> That's and great. All the times the Supreme Court fucked up. Okay. That's great. Yeah, it's stuck behind between Diane Duvall's Blade of Darkness, which is Sus book. Not Sus book. I forget which one that one is. Blade of Darkness and Ship It, which I know we read. Yes. Yes. You know what we could do? We did ship it for, I think it was June? We could read a classic. No, we did it all out for June. You know, ship it would have been May, I think. Mm, I got an idea. Do we want to take a break for January and then start off in February, the month with of the love? Because I've just been letting this go on all this one season. Yes, that's true. We could take a break off and then like February for the month of love, you know, do a new one. Yeah. Or we can just keep going. We'll just like end it here. This is our, the end of our season. Great. Congratulations, guys. You made it. <laughs> you made it through the year with us. Uh, we start back in January with a new season. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll probably include, you know, more talk about blowjobs and biting. Probably. Yeah. Do you like Especially- getting bit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just bruise easily, so I have to be careful about it. Same. Yeah. Which is usually why it's on my back. Mm. Yeah. Plus, my back is really sensitive. Like, super sensitive. Hmm. I have to try that. 
Yeah. Like right around the spinal cord. It might just be that my spinal cord's fucked. But. (laughs) Well, we know you have back issues. So. Yes. Um, I have degenerate disc disorder mixed with like, you know, some poorly healed muscles from when I uh, slipped in a freezer working at Ryan's. Yep. And I pulled every muscle in my spine. And the doctors didn't believe that I was injured. They thought I was trying to get a workers' comp. And so, like, my muscles did not grow back properly. There was no care for them at all. I I had to go right back to work. That sucks. It does. And it's very painful. I still get migraines to this day. And and now my neck is starting to do this weird twitchy thing occasionally. (laughs) And I get, like, muscle spasms every day in my spine. And, you know, it's fun. It is my life now, but I'm okay with that. Eventually, somebody will inv- invite, like, invent robot legs, and then I can have robot legs, Kristen, <laughs> and I can run as faster than Usain Bolt, and that'll be but fun. But you can't tattoo robot legs. Oh, but you can paint them. You can paint them, <laughs> and I can get a tattoo artist to paint my legs, and that'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, just become a cyborg. Yes, yes, that's my goal. My husband keeps reminding me that that's not possible yet, but mm. I'm like, one day, one day soon. What, are you also going to have a robot vagina? Uh, Yeah, dude. Could you imagine if you, like, put in, like, a robot vagina with, like, all the nerve endings going into your body, but without, like, any of the consequences, so it was nice and smooth, and you can make it as wet as you wanted, and it'd be like... Like a slip and slide for him that he could do whatever he wanted to, like as hard or she, she could do as hard as she wanted or soft as she wanted or completely ignored because I still have boobs. Yeah. And nipple plays pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. The nipples in this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. They just kept caught talking about it and she kept talking about how her nipples were hard and she was wearing like four fucking layers. Why wears her nipples that hard? It wasn't that she was cold. Horny. That was her point. I know, Instead but she could have said I'm it somewhere horny. else. Yes. Some it's... other way. She didn't nope. have to say, oh, his nipples were hard. Or her nipples hardened under the yep. weight of the, or whatever it was. Nah, it's not cool to be like, he's got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> or I got a lady boner for you. Come over here, handsome. No, that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> I want to like put that in there like a lady boner mm. so we could write read something from Danielle Steele <laughs> we've talked about that we're not excited about it but we should we should if we're gonna like dis- like go into romance books and romance novels like into the depths and talk about them then, ooh, this one seems kind of fun. The Dowry of Blood. I just Googled romance novels, and that was one of them that came up. <laughs> of course, there's like, you know, Jane Austen all over this thing. We could do one of the vampire novels, but the only thing is we just did biting for this one, so we'd have to come up with something else. Yeah, but if, depending on the... If you want to do a vampire, we do J.R. Ward. Okay. I don't care which one. J.R. Ward is like, for me, she is perfected a vampire. 
I love what she does with them. She has a unique spin on them. Kind of like Diane Duvall has a really unique and fun one. But J.R. Ward just, I don't know. Like, she's perfected a fucking vampire. Hmm. And she also does kinky stuff. She also has a gay one. A gay series. Between... Oh my goodness. Why can't I remember Blaine's husband's name? Why can't I remember it? Well, we should do that one. We don't do very many gay okay. ones. And I think the gay ones that we did do didn't have any sex. No, this one's got full-on blowjobs. Because Ship It didn't have any and All Out didn't have any. No, this one has like full-on, I fucked him in the gym, gay sex. So yes, you know what? And J.R. Ward is a queen of romance novels. She has a full myriad of like, she tries to be inclusive too. Like, most of her characters are white. Sure, she's a white lady. Of course, she's going to write from a white perspective. Right. But she has Hispanic characters. And she has black characters. And they also are very sexual beings that are involved in, like, both in, you know, biracial relationships and, you know, black-on-black relationships. Like, they're people with actual emotions, actual sexual feelings, and she does she does a pretty good job for being an old white lady, I think, and being inclusive. Okay. So I think like we should if we're gonna do some JR Ward, we should do her. Like Yeah. If we're gonna do vampires again, we should do her. That's what I meant. Sorry, focus not friend. <laughs> I think we've been doing okay. Yeah, until my husband started doing tongue things with behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that look was for. <laughs> Clemency's <laughs> just trying to do his work schedule and nope that's not what was happening back there there's a lot of back there yeah so okay I am now going to figure out which that one is and why can't I remember John's best friend's name I don't know I've read the book twice now I know all like <laughs> Kristen Quinn that's what his name is Quentin Quinn oh Quinn Quinn <laughs> I hate you <laughs> he's purposely back there doing naughty stuff now uh-huh all right so for January listeners if you want to read with us or if um you are interested and want to look into the Brotherhood sorry the Brotherhood of the Black Dagger yeah okay sorry the Black Dagger Brotherhood I always say it backwards and I knew it was coming backwards okay Quinn and Blaylock that lovely book it is called Lover at Last and it is the 11th book in the series if you want to read them in order start with Dark Lover like I said that one's Wrath and Beth best book fantastic lovely gives you a great introduction to the world but if you're reading along with us at home you want to read J.R. Ward's Lover at Last, because that is what we are reading for January. Okay? 
Yeah. So there it is. I found us our next book. Lover at Last says it's a book by Jessica Bird. Yes. Okay, so Jessica Bird is her actual name. She's a lawyer. She was a lawyer before she became a writer. Um, uh, she wrote it a couple also books. Say J.R. Word. Yes. She wrote like two or three books under the name Jessica Bird. And then um, she came out with J.R. Ward as a pen name and bestsellers after that. And I can go into the history and the misogyny of the literary world and why women writers don't do as well as men writers. And when women use pen names that look male, they do so much better. Kind of like J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yes. But I'm going to skip that lecture today. <laughs> I'm trying not to lecture. I'm really trying so hard not to. Man, but finals, I wrote so many papers about this stuff. It's just buzzing in my brain. And I cannot say enough how everybody should go read The Glass Slipper by Susan Weiser if you want to know about the history of romance novels and the misogyny in there. Hmm. Yeah. I think you've talked about this on the podcast before. I have. And I will keep talking about it because feminism is important. It is. Yes. It's... And romance novels just don't have enough of it. No. As much as we love the series. Like, I love romance novels. So do I. I love them so much. But the women characters are... They're not enough. They're no. not who we are. No. They're not who we want to be. They're always portrayed as these fragile things. Ashlyn was so weak and fragile. Oh, oh I know. Goodness. Always getting kidnapped. Always getting protected. You know what? I'm going to whoop your ass later. You continue nodding over there. <laughs> Whatever. No quesaritos for you tonight. Ooh, there's a threat. <laughs> no! He just made the threat of no D. I don't get any vitamin D if, I don't, if he doesn't get quesaritos. <laughs> Guess who's getting a quesarito? That man over there. Hey, <laughs> So, yeah. I still haven't gotten my meds straightened out. Clearly. And I don't take meds, though I probably should talk to a doctor about that. But doctors are not my friends. They never believe me when I say anything. And it's because I'm too rational and too intelligent about when I go, like, this is what's wrong with me, and I know it. And they're like, no, it's not. And then I, two or three years down the road, sure enough, that was what was wrong with me. Yikes. Yes. It never fails. Yikes. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure you have ADHD. I I was once dying at a hospital and the doctors did not believe that I was dying, that I could not breathe because I was like, okay, here's the deal. I can't breathe right now. And I was just like trying to stay as calm as possible because mm -hmm. I knew if I panicked or, then you wouldn't be able to breathe even more. Yeah, I, I I would have died before I even got there. Right. They left me three hours in the waiting room, Kristen. Three fucking hours without without an ability to breathe. Jeez. Because they didn't believe that I was having you know asthma problems. They finally were like, I finally stopped you know the controlled breathing, and then I was like, just breathing normally. Oxygen went from like. 90%, 90, 100%, somewhere around there, down to 25%. Jeez. 
within two breaths. And the doctor's like, holy shit. And ran me back. And it took three breathing treatments to get me to breathe normally again. That's and I, I don't even mean like full. I, I mean, they put me into a room. Like one of those specialized pressured rooms. Mm-hmm. Had like... And, and had my face hooked up to a bunch of stuff and then they were pumping stuff into the room like no one could be in there for like an hour it was crazy jeez yes doctors don't believe the fuck what I say because I know my body well enough to be like this is what's wrong and they feel like I'm just some crazy hypochondriac so mm. yeah I don't do doctors but yes, you're right. I probably do have ADD or ADHD. That sucks. Yeah. It's okay. I cope. I can function. I can hold down a job, you know. So I can't. I know. It's okay. <laughs> Did I tell you I lost the new one? Did you lose another one? Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you want to tell the fans about it or do you want to tell me afterwards? <laughs> Same shit that always happens. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah. I need help. (laughs) You do, and I don't know how to help you because my OCD is also getting worse. Like, I'm starting to go check our door every time I leave at least three times, Kristen. It's two or three times now that I have to check to make sure the door is locked. Yikes. Like, I lock it, and I start driving down the road, and I'm like, oh, my God, door's not locked. Like, did I lock the door? I don't know. Mom doesn't always lock the door. She just leaves it. No, I freak the fuck. But she lives in the middle of nowhere. I freak the fuck out. And I come back, and I check on my door, and I'll start driving down the road, and I'll be like, did I? Did I? Did I lock it? Yikes. Yeah. It's starting to get, like, not healthy levels of OCD. Yeah, you need help. Yeah. Yes. But it's okay. I'll be fine. When I start counting things, you know, that'll be when I'll be like, okay, time to go see a doctor. <laughs> I need medication. For my anxiety. And OCD. Well, OCD is a, a branch off of anxiety. Mm. So um, it usually comes from it comes from a generalized anxiety disorder. Um, so, like, when the anxiety gets so much and so crazy, that's when the OCD gets, like, starts to develop and gets, like, crazy. Mm. Yeah. So when I tell you I have OCD, I'm not joking. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I know some people are like, I have OCD because I like to keep the house clean. Yeah. I freak the fuck out if my house is not clean. Like, yeah. and I don't mean like it has to be spotless, but it has to be like, you know, if child services walks in, I'll be right. fine. Right. If it gets past and that that's point. because of your previous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I have to clean the house. It has to be in a certain order where I freak the fuck out. Right. Because you never know. I never know. But I consciously I do. Consciously I know I'm a good mother. And, you know, like my son's well taken care of. And if anybody walked into this house, they wouldn't be like, oh, you know, you're a terrible parent. I'm taking your child away. No, they would be like, you're a good parent. There's food in the house. All your bills are paid. Your child has clean clothes. Safe place. Right. He has a brand new, like, queen-size bed, for goodness sakes. Yeah. His bed is better than some adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, my child's a little spoiled. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good kid. He is a good kid. 
Yeah. And he like thinks of things in a better better place because he his class is reading the book the refugee or something like that hmm. and he's been telling me about it and he's just like like completely heartbroken by what refugees go through and i'm like jack that's just what they go through that's what a lot of people have to do to like lit like survive yeah and go to a different country because war is fucking terrible and he's just like total bleeding heart and sympathetic and i love it I keep nurturing that about him. So yeah. he'll go out into the world and do good things and cha- hopefully change things because, you know, parenting hate's never a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, enough ranting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really did go ranting this time. Not too bad. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, you got little mini sermons, I guess. <laughs> little mini sermons. Okay. Uh, so we're reading Lover at Last for January. Yes. And this month's word of the month was, can you remember how to say it? Odaxalania? Yes, that would be correct. <laughs> or something along those lines. Yep. I sure can't say that. Um, um, I tried to say it and we all just started dying because it came out oxidated. Oxidilianya, which is not correct. No, <laughs> it's kind of close. Kind of close, but never correct. <laughs> so. um, you can follow us on social media at Kinkyistics on Twitter, Instagram. We have a TikTok. So, have you ever heard of a quesarito? Uh, what of course you've have. have I made my case for Twitter. you? We're on Facebook. So um and then you can find me at Zebra. I take Kakes. these twelve inch That's tortillas and I put make a quesadilla um, with a ten inch tortilla Twitter, on top of it. TikTok, and then and I then fill it with Jamie's like chicken have social media and so rice. You can't really follow her and this delicious sauce I make. Instagram. That's kind of like the Taco um, Bell Chipotle yeah, so sauce. Oh my god. That's all for this week, this month. Oh, I uh, wish I we'll could have quesadillas. Bye. Bye.